Hi Elementors and welcome to our sixth episode of Elementor Talks. Today I got to interview Elliot Condon, a Melbourne-based web developer and the creator of the popular Advanced Custom Fields plugin. This interview comes at the end of our custom post type month, where we showed the new process to combine CPT plugins and Elementor to build listings, reviews and other advanced websites without coding. Elliot had some really interesting insights to share regarding how he started ACF, what it's like to manage a successful one-man show business, and his thoughts on the role of page builders in the future. So welcome, Elliot, to our podcast, Elemento Talks. I'm very excited to have you here. Ben, hi. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for having me. This is awesome. So how are you today? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so I'm down in Melbourne in Australia, and uh, we're just coming out of winter at the moment. So the sun's out, and uh, that really helps with the mood. I, I want to start this interview with the first basic point. Can you share with our listeners what is ACF and try to explain what it does without using jargon? <laughs> it might be a bit difficult. I, I, I've started listening to a podcast by Alan Alda, and one of the questions that he asked, Uh, like a scientist explain you know the the some particle theory without using jargon I, I thought it was really interesting so let's try it that's cool I like that um, so ACF or advanced custom fields uh, is a WordPress plugin that allows you to tailor customize and and design to your liking uh, any kind of edit page in the back end of WordPress so uh, primarily it's for adding you different fields to a post but it's bigger than that now and you can actually add fields to users widgets um, and other kind of data objects within WordPress yeah so your plugin really took off you launched uh, like was this 2010 uh, I think it's 2011 from memory so yeah quite quite a few years ago and I have to say something about why we had uh, we we're having this interview because we actually created an integration with to ACF in Elementor and it's starting to take off and people really like it. So can you share a bit how about yourself, like how it got started, how you came up with it? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I mean, my story of developing ACF has got pretty humble roots in that I built ACF because I simply needed it for the work I was doing at the time, which back then I was doing freelance work, uh, freelance web design, web development. And uh, we were using WordPress, or I was using WordPress at the time, uh, which uh, I found out about through the client that I was working for. They already had a WordPress website, and uh, I was going to do some updates for them. And they'd designed, or they'd had designed, uh, this new section of their website uh, that I think it listed out um, in tiles quite a few different uh, products that they had, but they weren't using an e-commerce website. plug-in mm-hmm. at the time I don't think woocommerce even existed back then like a catalog yeah so yeah I guess we're talking about a catalog of, of products and so we needed a way for the client to log in and edit this content and so WordPress has always had custom fields in a really basic form and back then there were a few plugins available similar vein to advanced custom fields that allowed us to create uh, these different content inputs and In the back end and so during that project I really got to experience the frustration of using these existing plugins and also the other side which was slight embarrassment of then handing over this project to the client where I wasn't proud of the 
user interface that the client had to use. So that's what mm. really drove me to, uh, yeah, to start developing my own custom field plugin. And I guess my, my focus has always been on the user interface and making sure that it looked as native and first party as possible. Yeah, so you, when you developed the, the site, I mean, I know a lot of, uh, you know, site creators don't know code, but maybe back then it was more accustomed for people uh, who build websites to actually know code down to the, you know, last function. Yeah, you yeah, think for sure. Yeah, 100%. Because page builders are modern in a sense. Uh, I mean, going back, say, seven years ago when I started work on ACF, yeah. Did we have any page builder plugins back then? Oh, there's, uh, you know, the first one, I, f- I forgot the name, but it was, I think it was recently, it stopped its, uh, you know, con- ceased to, to being developed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there were, I think, very basic backend page builders where you created, you know, the, the, the layout of sections and columns, but you didn't have a clue how it looked out like, uh, you know. Yeah, okay. Yep, a lot yep. of guesswork. <laughs> and where did you learn, like, how to, you know, PHP and code and... Oh, ah, yeah. So uh, going back before working on ACF, I studied multimedia at university for four years. And there was a small section of that course, which was on web development. And at the time, I wasn't really that intrigued or fascinated with web development, but I really did enjoy some of the other programming Um, classes that we did and I think I've really kind of sunk my teeth into programming but I've always had a background in in visual design in 2d and 3d design and uh, I think that 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 kind of mix led me down a path of doing a few websites for friends of friends and which led me through kind of doing some flash based websites to start with uh, that was the area of my expertise and then slowly worked my way into HTML websites and learn HTML code and then the PHP came quite naturally because I'd had a background in uh, programming Java which once you've learned programming in one language it's so easy easily transposed into any other language yeah. and the, logic. Is, the logic is is exactly um, is usable across any language and uh, PHP is so user-friendly uh, that it was it was quite easy to get up to speed with it so would you say you're a combination of developer designer? Yeah, I think so. I think the era that I grew up in, I'm a, what you call one of these jack of all trade developers that mm-hmm. is a designer, is a developer, can do email, can, like I've, I've done everything, <laughs> all the weird little jobs uh, over the past 15 years in my, in my web career, I've done all matter of things that nowadays you'd have, if you walked into an agency, there'd be no way that you It would be expected for you to do all these tasks you'd, you'd be set into one specific group to focus on just UI or, or just design or just development um, so yeah going back a, a decade ago we did a lot more I think uh, which is good I, I feel quite well rounded in that so I got a good appreciation for all the different parts of web development I think a lot of uh, a lot more people are now we call it one-man show so mm-hmm. I know a few of our users also they dabble in this and dab- dabble in that and uh, There's pros and cons in that, but uh, a lot of I mean it sort of um, hazes the the differentiation between you know the the tests of of designers and developers and it's interesting to to see that both sides of of this uh, I don't know personality uh, coexist 
<laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not an expert in any area. I think my main expertise, I guess, is now programming. I think that's where I've settled. And I know now that design is something that I'm not on the forefront of. And I know to step back and, and to get actual designers in when, when they're needed. Yeah, and, and it is. It is uh, both a good thing and both a bad thing. I mean, jack of all trades is... Uh, so So how did yeah. you... I mean, in the past and currently, uh, extend your, uh, you know, your skills, your capabilities in both of these uh, areas, because it's difficult, you know, to, to keep progressing, progressing and, you know, code is changing and uh, a lot of new, you know, libraries out there. So, yeah, it's true. I think it's got to be so much more difficult nowadays because there are so many libraries and because the technology is changing so rapidly. When I was freelancing at that time, things didn't change for a good three, four, five years. So there was a good uh, little time when I was working in the industry from a freelancing point of view where I got to design the websites and I got to design the, uh, develop the front end and I also got to build the back end. And in that time, yeah, really not much changed as far as technology. WordPress got a lot better through the updates we received and the plugins got a lot better alongside them, but we weren't... We weren't using build tools at all. It was all quite rudimentary, mm-hmm. which I, I quite appreciate that. I'm, I've definitely kept that approach, that old school approach, uh, keeping things simple. That's been a bit of a motto that I've tried to, tried to keep. <laughs> so I, I want to get back to you a, a bit. So how old are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm 29. I'm turning 30 later this year. So, so you have the same uh, you know, young start as Matt did, I would say. Yeah, uh, I think so. genius kid i don't know i think just good just lucky and good timing (laughs) are you native to to australia because you you don't have the australian accent don't i ah okay uh no definitely uh (laughs) grew up in australia i don't have an oka accent um but uh, yeah grew up in australia i've been here my whole life i didn't actually grow up in melbourne i grew up a couple hours away from here down there's a little surf town on the coast called Aries Inlet, which is down near uh, Lawn and Torquay, Apollo Bay, which some of your listeners may recognize those places. They're kind of great tourist attractions uh, down the Great Ocean Road. So I grew up down there in a little surf town, moved to Melbourne as soon as I could when I hit 18, um, moved up here for university. And Do you surf? I surfed a little bit, not so much. Uh, surfing wasn't for me. <laughs> I think I think it's, the, it's like the military in Israel. You have to do it, you, like if you're Australian. <laughs> oh right <laughs> uh yeah i mean we all we all jump on a board at some time but it, yeah i was never very good <laughs> so i want to talk a bit about more about that that uh, jack of all trades and one man show because it's something that for me personally it's it's interesting because you managed as a soul i don't know they call it soulpreneur to grow to the top plugins i from heard about from other interviews that you had I guess it wasn't like it wasn't planned. It was it, the success came. So why do you think uh, it happened? First of all, why do you think? I mean, there were custom field plugins before. Why do you think yours took off so so much? Uh, I think ACF's success is based around its its focus on quality uh, in the in the interface. I think a lot of people really appreciate good design. And I think uh, at the time, ACF was a bit of a step uh, up or up on the next level compared to the other plugins. It may not have had the same features, but it looked 
uh, much more professional. And I think, especially in the professional industry, when we're making websites and getting paid to do so for our clients, uh, we want to hand over something that we're proud of and we want to hand over something that uh, looks looks the money that we're charging. Uh, so I think mm-hmm. that's definitely been, been one aspect of ACF success, just that quality of the user interface. The other has been good timing. I think if I was to start working on ACF now, it maybe wouldn't be as successful. But at that time, I was the only one working on a custom field plugin that was rolling out these kind of updates quite regularly. And I was really ambitious in the number of features and ideas that I was rolling out because within that first year of development, I I charged through uh, three complete major versions, version one, two, and three with all the, the, uh, the miners and patches as well. So I was very ambitious and uh, put a lot of energy into it. And I think that that momentum, uh, people really, uh, the, the word spread quickly that this plugin was evolving at such a rapid rate and it was something to get behind. And do you think that you had a per, the, your personal touch on it and did out, didn't outsource any of the tests? Did, did that affect the fact that, you know, you had control over everything and, and the, the quality, of course, and, and didn't have to, you know, supervise and, and the, the things that most bosses need to do? Like, okay, they get the task and it's not just what they expected, but they have to live with it. Yeah, I think that that definitely helped because I didn't have to waste well, not waste, but I didn't have to spend any time in communication with other people or even consulting ideas. As long as I thought that the idea was good, I would just get straight to it. So yeah, I guess that helped uh, this fast release cycle of, of getting new features out, getting designs out. I am a l- little bit OCD and have a very fine tolerance for design and code in general, um, mm-hmm. which I'm starting to relax with as I get a bit older. Um, so I think I was worse uh, going back five, 10 years ago. Um, and you're still managing, I mean, I know you outsource support, but are you still managing everything else on your yeah. own? Yeah, true. All development is just done by myself, development and design at the moment. I'm hoping to uh, get get some people on board in the future, for sure. I'm starting to realize that ACF is growing. Continue, it's continuing to growing now. I, I wasn't expecting this at all, actually. And so I think mm-hmm. it's, it is time to probably look at hiring some people. But I do have some, some good people that I work with, designers, developers, when the time comes, but there's no one, no one but me as a full-time kind of sense. In managing, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is managing both small and big tasks. So how do you cope with it? Like you have to, I don't know, write all the the logs and, and the, you know, the minier type, type of tasks, code reference and, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, there's a lot to juggle when you're working on a WordPress plugin. Uh, fortunately for me, I just really enjoy all of it. I've got now just a really clear understanding of how WordPress works, how PHP, JavaScript work. Uh, so testing things is not so much a problem nowadays that ACF is so established, all these updates are either a new small feature or maybe there is a big feature that requires quite a lot of testing. Uh, but most of the time it's, it's small Lego block additions. And so it's quite easy to test uh, those things as they get put on. But yeah, I just really enjoy developing, designing new ideas. So yeah, I've still got that motivation. And ACF 5, it's, it's, this is also, this has been in beta for 
quite a while. Can you share a bit uh, like what was the process like and where it's at right now? Yeah, definitely. So the release schedule for version five is probably the one thing that I most regret. So what happened going back about four years now is I stopped work on version four and I started work on version five because I saw a need for a new architecture for both the, the PHP, the HTML and the JavaScript. Version four was, was good, but I was starting to kind of walk towards a, a corner that was going to be difficult to get out of. So version five was kind of a fresh start with new data structure and would allow for a, a lot of new things. And so that was great. That, that kind of took six months or so of development. And by the end of it, I had decided I wanted to move away from my previous uh, premium model, which was a free plugin and then four individual add-ons. What I wanted to do is change that towards to just the free version and a pro version. So consolidating yeah. those four add-ons together. And this all just kind of happened at the same time. And maybe it was a bad judgment call. Maybe it wasn't. We'll never know. But I, instead of releasing version 5, I released ACF Pro. And Pro was version 5 plus the, the add-ons. And basically, I've been working on Pro for the past four years, unfortunately neglecting the free plugin. But that's all changing at the moment. So version 5 is going to be released very shortly on WordPress.org as a free update. And it currently is available now in a package that I call Early Access which with just one line of code, you can update now from version four to version five, but it's not a, uh, an official update that comes through uh, into the kind of plugin prompt in the back end. So I want to ask you, um, like you're working so hard for several years on that plugin. Didn't you think like, uh, you know, the, the FOMO, the fear of missing out, that you could uh, create an, a, a different plugin? I mean, your brain power is being used now to to uh, develop it you can create i don't know the next uh, another you know another solution on another plot I'm, I'm sure you ha- you get ideas so yeah i have had ideas in the past but there's so much work with acf that this is just what i do uh full time i have had ideas though uh but uh but nothing nothing that seemed more appetizing than ACF. ACF is a great playground for me. The plugin mm-hmm. itself is super rewarding because I've got this great appreciation and love for content editing. And I feel like custom fields is just this great pathway, a great tool for creating content. It's not the only way, but I believe it's part mm-hmm. of a bigger picture, bigger painting. Um, it's this really necessary component. And yeah. I just, I, really I think appreciate- it expands WordPress in some, some sense, like expands, mm-hmm it from a blogging or or writing uh, system to something more if people need you know specific sites and i think that's that's the huge advantage because so many people need custom you know job boards and different types of of even small changes that you have to have these uh, other fields other structures to to create yep so true people are using wordpress for anything and everything and even large companies now are opting for wordpress because the development time is so it's so fast it's quick to to turn around ideas because we've got these great plugins that allow us to do these things and uh yeah yesterday i talked to a a guy who works in it for a big bank and he told me that, uh, yeah, he, he's working with SharePoint or something like that. And he's thinking about WordPress. You know, it's like <laughs> it, it's expanded now really amazingly. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell a bit more about Pro, like how did it came to be and like what's the functionality and what's the usual, you know, funnel for people to upgrade? Yeah. So uh, the Pro version is five premium features uh, that aren't in the free version. And so those premium features are the repeater field, uh, the flexible content field, the gallery field, the clone field and options pages. And previously, this is also tying into uh, going back to version four a couple of years ago, they were all sold as individual add-ons. And at that time, I loved that idea of these small modules because it, in my eyes, it meant I could create infinite little modules. And one day I could come up with a new idea and create a new sellable module. And from a business point of view, I thought that was fantastic. But after years of working in that model, I... I experienced the frustration of having to manage and update four separate add-ons which could conflict with each other and conflict with the uh, the free version that you needed as a hub. And this drove me um, yeah, to such frustration that I opted for an all-inclusive pro model. And I feel like some other people have moved the same way and maybe experienced the same frustrations. When you're trying to uh, yeah, manage conflicts between different versions, it makes it quite a lot harder to roll out updates and you have to really plan them out uh, in advance. Whereas when it's all wrapped up in one plugin, you can just release an update and you have full control of all the code inside that bubble. So that was the main reason for packaging them up into a pro version. Uh, Pro's been selling really well for the past four years. And the funnel for people to, to get to Pro are usually through the free version. So the free version, although it's version four, it's still essentially the same idea as, as version five and version five Pro. And uh, yeah, so, so people will try out the free version. It's got heaps of features, apart from those premium um, fields and options pages, it's exactly the same plugin. You can create professional websites with it just the way it is. Uh, and when you find a need for one of these premium uh, functionalities, then that's the kind of the prompt to uh, to do the upgrade. That brings me to your, your target, target audience, I would say, because in the past, like before we came up with our team builder, you had to, after you created the custom fields in ACF, you had to implement it with code. Mm-hmm. So uh, yes. now with, with our page builder, you can in, include it as a dynamic field and you can manage the, pretty much the whole process, including design, you know, without coding. So this opens up the door for designers, site builders, people that are, le- I would say, less code uh, oriented. How do you see it? Did you, did you have this in mind? How do you view it? Oh, I, I love this. I love this change towards a more embracing and an open usage and community. So when I was developing ACF, yeah, I was developing it for myself. I was a developer in need of a developer tool. And uh, I guess my main or 99% of my my customers are developers. They're people that write code in their sleep uh, and they need a tool for developing websites, very bespoke websites that they need fine tooth control over. But the work that you're doing with Elementor uh, and, and bridging the gap between the data in the back end and the control over the visual on the front end is super impressive. And I mean, I've thought about this kind of stuff in the past. I've thought about page builders and the sheer complexity and just the infinite amount of questions that already pop into my head are the reasons why I haven't gone down that path. So it's so impressive that you've been able to do it and not only do it and it works well, but 
it works seamlessly and it works simply. So yeah, that is a really exciting, it's a really exciting area that's, that's opened up at the moment. And are you seeing like the, the questions from different users? Are, are you seeing an, an expansion in your, in your uh, you know, tickets and, and the questions that you get? Yeah, I think that over the past year or so, as more and more kind of page builders and uh, more and more different approaches to creating websites are happening, we've definitely noticed a trend towards less developer-focused questions and more usage questions. So I think it's nothing, uh, it's, it's nothing like huge black and white, but it is a slow kind of gradient uh, towards some, some different users, which we're happy with. You know, we're happy with anyone who wants to use ACF and uh, new challenges, new questions. It's always interesting. But at the same rate, uh, compatibility and plugin issues, you know, aren't the funnest things to, de- to debug. They're really tricky. And uh, we don't ever like, you know, sending our support customers kind of back and forth between developers because I've been on the opposite side of that and that becomes quite frustrating too. But no, we haven't really noticed anything too major. So everything seems to be working quite well, I guess. Well, I think one of the big things that your plugin actually helps to solve is that sometimes people need just a small feature in their in their website. Just, I don't know, a rating or a course or some something you know that they can fit inside a box yeah. <laughs> and they go go ahead and they search for a solution and they reach a whole a huge platform you know and they don't need it it's a it might be a great platform but they mm-hmm. don't need that kind of code that can you know cause also you know slow slow uh, slowliness of of the website mm-hmm. slow load and uh, it can also cause conflicts so i think that's that's a huge thing that you can use ACF as a kind of, you know, you build the entity and um, and you don't have to to expand the, the, the system too much. Yeah, it's a nice kind of safety layer for people that aren't uh, 100% confident with programming. It's great. So do you think, like, if you had to do it all over, like, if you start from scratch right now, do you think you'll come up with another ACF or something, uh, you know? You think yeah, this, this... if I had to stop ACF today and I had to start working on something new, it would probably be Gutenberg related only because of the timing. Um, but it would have to be something similar. It would definitely be to do with uh, content, interaction. Yeah, I'm not sure where that would be, but it would always be to do with uh, user interface and user experience somewhere in there. Yeah, and what do you think about Gutenberg and all the, the possibilities? <laughs> Yeah, Gutenberg, uh, look, an, an amazing idea. I'm not sure which side I'm standing on right now, but I'm hoping for that everything works out just fine. My main concern is for our users, and obviously our users are using ACF to customize their edit screens, and Guten, the Gutenberg project completely changes what the edit screen is. So we've got some uh, some challenges ahead of us, to integrate ACF into the new uh, interface of the Gutenberg editor. But it's exciting that we're, we are getting an upgrade on, on the editor and also the fact that uh, Gutenberg isn't just about the editor, is it? It's actually a whole new approach to um, content uh, being saved throughout WordPress. So the whole idea long-term is that everything will be a block. And basically, I guess WordPress are, uh, 
a standardizing content in a way so that the content that's edited on what we now call the post content, the native kind of tiny mice editor, is no different from mm -hmm. editing content for a widget. And so in that sense, that's a great idea, that kind of, um, uh, what would you call it? That uh, it's uh, Standardization or... Uh, yeah, or, yeah, we'll go. Yeah. yeah, this standardization of, of content is a fantastic approach because although there may be some pain now in the transition, you can already just see that long-term that makes so much sense in the same way that in ACF I've standardized um, the way that fields are created. So you can extend a field and create a new field type. And I'm sure in Elementor you've got uh, widgets or block types that you extend from a class. And uh, so I, I love that kind of extensive uh, nature of code. And so I can really appreciate that, but there's definitely some, some major kind of... Uh, challenges ahead of us that's for sure i have like a, a big a sort of big question i also tried to answer this question myself in a blog post that i'm trying to write mm -hmm. it's about i know that there are you know there are small there are small web designers that you know they build they build landing pages they build small business sites and the competition there is 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 huge i mean everyone is is there in terms of competition and if they those designers Uh, utilize ACF and Elementor and its abilities, they are ab they're able pretty much to create more for the, their uh, clients and uh, compete in, a, in a, an environment that is much less competitive. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, and, and more fees, of course. So what would... Uh, so I try to, to write the post, like, what are the do's and don'ts that I would say to this kind of audience? Oh, that's a that's a broad <laughs> question. <laughs> You're yeah. gonna have to uh, set me up with some ideas so that I can go off. My idea was first uh, start small because I think if you if, if someone asks like I want uh, you to create me the Airbnb for cats, mm -hmm. then <laughs> then people tend to think like okay, ACF and Elementor, it's dynamic content. Let's do it. But I think the better approach is like learning as you go, meaning. Let's get a specific task that is dynamic content. Like let's add, if I'm building already a, a business site and that business site can have a button with an affiliate link on each blog post. Uh, so that's a small feature that I can add to my current clients that can uh, let me, uh, allow me like open up the doors to dynamic content. And when I, once I do that for a few months, I can, you know, create a full, Um, you know, a full solution and, and dissect the problem into, you know, entities and their their causes. And so that's my answer, but I don't know. I think that's that's a safe answer. I think that's great because you don't want someone to ever bite off more than they can chew. I've done that in the past in previous jobs and it never ends up well. So I think, yeah, learning whenever as you go is a great approach pretty much in everything in life <laughs> um, to not really do the same thing twice. You should, even if it's the same result, you should try something else. You should learn what doesn't, doesn't work. Well, I, I posted this question also to our community. And one of the answers I got was kind of uh, the kind of answer that it was like, you know, I think that robots will replace designers in, the, in, the, in a couple of years and we're, we're, we won't need, so start learning code because we won't need people... What do you think about that stance? I know it's been around for, I think, at least 10 years, like that robots <laughs> will uh, replace 
the the small time designer and uh, do you agree do you think that that'll happen I think it already has happened and that's why I completely disagree with it because the whole fact that we have page building the fact that we have uh, websites like wix and Squarespace that is the robot that's taking over your job and it hasn't taken over anyone's job it's only it's opened up more jobs um, I think art and design is is something that will always be done by a human I think if there ever is an artificial intelligence that is creating websites for us I think that that will only open up new jobs for different kind of design or different kind of development yeah so I don't think I don't think we're um, backing ourselves into a corner I think we're still in a really promising industry I think we're just fine I I totally agree I think it's like that question probably was in around in the Neanderthal times you know when they had uh, like the sticks uh-huh. and they someone uh, created the, the hammer and people were like okay that's it you don't you you won't have a job anymore and the robots will the hammers will take over uh, your livelihood <laughs> yeah it's exactly true yeah <laughs> we're just at the start of everything that's gonna be created tomorrow so there's uh, something interesting in you every day. And what do you think will will how do you see your work like in I don't know five years ACF in five years yeah well I'm starting to come to terms with the fact that I think ACF will be around in five years uh, so even just only a few years ago I, I was thinking surely surely ACF will have run its course and something else would have come along by now and no one will be using it um, and each year I'm just so surprised that you we're still building websites with WordPress and we're building amazing websites with WordPress. And the features that I'm working on with ACF are getting used and appreciated and there's just so much more left to do. And uh, so I'm feeling really good about the next five years. I'm definitely still going to be doing this um, because for me, this is just the ultimate job now. I know this language back to front and not only just PHP and JavaScript, but The WordPress language which could almost call it it's such a huge library of functions and and uh, concepts that it's mm-hmm. so it, it's nice you know going to work each day and knowing that you're uh, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for <laughs> uh, that you're a bit of an expert this is kind of your area of expertise so um, yeah. I think ACF is going to look very different in five years especially uh, with Gutenberg uh, on its way I think that's going to be you quite a, a changing factor for all of WordPress and so I think five years from now there might be something else Gutenberg you know might be completely outdated in five years and we might have something else to to worry about um, but I think the need for content editing will always be there that's the the premise of websites is to share content without content a website is pointless and It's got no purpose <laughs> and content is more than yeah. just text content is imagery and, and video and and everything that we actually go online to look at and everyone needs a way of, of editing that content that content needs to be saved somewhere so I, th- I agree that there's a, a, a big revolution I mean and we see it with open source and WordPress I don't think you would have, I mean the kind of success that you had I don't think that was possible 20 30 years ago it's something that is specific to our time and I think we see it in other fields like you see youtubers that are really 
uh, into the craft. They, they, they love doing everything. They, they're totally different. They have a totally different approach than, you know, the big networks. So I think the, the, kind, of, um, uh, the kind of direction that WordPress, open source, YouTube, uh, empowering the, the, the user is, is the, the future. But what do you yeah. think about? I, I agree completely. Empowering the individual. We, uh, it's funny because we like to think that we're in such a, a time of collaboration and we are, we collaborate, we network, we're all across the world. I mean, we're talking right now on opposite ends of the globe. And that, although that is true, we still actually encourage and, and thrive on a self-propelled or a self-motivated um, a work style. We love working from home. We love working flexible hours. We love uh, a flexible lifestyle. And it's not just this nine to five in a big corporation at all. It, it almost feels like that kind of work is unproductive. And so, yeah, that, that motivated motivation and, uh, do, do you miss like, uh, the, 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 the office talk, the, the working with, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Employees? I've always, I've always worked quite well by myself on my own. Uh, growing up in a small town has probably done that to me. I'm quite fine on my own. We've mm-hmm. got the dogs here and my partner as well. And I mean, we live in Melbourne city, so it's not far to find someone <laughs> to, uh, to go have a coffee with or, or whatnot. Yeah. Oh, what do you do in your free time? Yeah. Uh, free time is spent. Hey, I skateboard, uh, which I'm going to have to give up one day. Um, now that I'm hitting, <laughs> uh, I'm hitting 30 and I think, uh, it's starting to hurt to be honest. Uh, falls, <laughs> falls hurt a little bit more than they used to. Um, so skateboarding, uh, I've been into woodwork for a while, although I've taken a, a little break away from that. There's lots of projects going on. Uh, we're hoping to, um, actually start designing a house soon to rebuild the house that we're currently living in. Uh, You're so not that, going to build it yourself from scratch, right? <laughs> do you know what? One day uh, I would have in the past, that would have been my dream. Uh, but no, oh, wow. uh, there's no way that I'll do that now. Um, I think I've always had that kind of DIY uh, drive. I, I love doing stuff myself and um, I love just learning new new skills, new techniques, new ideas. Um, really always just open to, um, yeah, to, to, being wrong as well <laughs> i'm very open yeah. to being completely wrong i love being proved wrong i quite like failing at stuff as well that's completely fine by me it's just the wrong way to do it and try again and learn from that, that uh, that's a, a good humble approach it's uh, yeah, yeah yeah i think so i think you have to be like that especially when you're working on product design and you're opening yourself up to a lot of criticism i think you have to uh, yeah you have to be open to, to failure. That's just part of it. <laughs> okay, I have to ask final question. Like, what is your unique approach to, I don't know, to, to, to business or, or to, to handling challenges it is not common, but that you think is, is, is right? That is a really good question. I think <laughs> off the top of my head, um, oof, you caught me off guard with that. <laughs> I, I, I read it in the book from zero to one. It's like, what, what do you think that most people won't agree with, but you, you believe it's, it's true? Something like that. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I'll go with the fact that I don't give up very easily. It's pretty impossible for me to give up. I'm very stubborn, even with code. If it takes me a few days to perfect a code, uh, I will spend those few days. And even if it gets thrown in the bin, just to have proved a point, 
so I think uh, my stubbornness <laughs> can sometimes be a really good thing. Cool, cool. Yeah, well, definitely has its uh, its uh, its ups. I think here, I mean, in our company, it's like every person pretty much is is stubborn and each try to <laughs> to grab to to pull things to towards their direction, and it's it it's good for for conversation. So I think it's yeah. a good approach. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> anyway, Elliot, it was fun talking to you. I mean, we can spend. Uh, a lot more time talking but words about we're, we're on the end of our uh, podcast so any any final words about what you're currently working on yeah yeah definitely i'll take a minute so currently working on the free release of acf version 5 which i'm really excited about getting back to the roots of the plugin which is a free plugin really excited to see uh everyone updating and gaining all of these new functions functionality, features, security, and all these other ideas that have been happening in the last couple of years. Really excited to see people start using Elementor and ACF together, and really excited to see like how far we can push this, uh, this compatibility and all the different field types that we can start integrating together. Um, other stuff that I'm working on is obviously Gutenberg integration, uh, which is mm -hmm. a challenge at the moment. Um, but something that's actually kind of super exciting. I'm looking forward to kind of harnessing Gutenberg as the UI for creating blocks and injecting ACF into those blocks, allowing people to create their own kinds and just kind of seeing how that all unfolds over the next six months. That's going to be the main, the main focus and entertainment. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So thank you very much, Elliot. And uh, yeah, let's talk soon. For sure. Thanks for having me on again. And uh, thanks to the listeners too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.